This is Terminal Talk, the audio journal for the Owensville Terminal Model Railroad. Welcome, and thank you for listening. My name is Tom Conboy, and I will be discussing the experience of building an HO Model Railroad, as well as other model railroad and railroad-related topics. This is episode number 12. On this episode of the podcast, I will be discussing ready-to-run versus kit building. I want to take a closer look and give my opinion about the ready-to-run versus kit building that's going on in the hobby. And I've heard a, a few people lamenting the fact that kit building part of it and the uh, craftsman part of it is dying in the hobby. And I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I know they cite an example of uh, Ather no longer building the blue box kits, and most people now are not building freight car kits or passenger car kits. They're just buying them from the mass producers and open them up and put them right on the layout. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. If the equipment that's available today was available when I first got started, I would have bought the ready-to-run stuff right away because I wanted to have a layout. I wanted to have something that looked good. And uh, I know that takes a little bit away from the idea of, you know, learning how to build, building the skill, and to be able to build nice structures, nice cars, a nice layout. But I think getting people's attention is important. And I find that with the kind of detail that's offered on Ready to Run, it's a good way for people to have equipment that looks realistic, that they can set up and get what I call hooked in the hobby. I know this, even though I would have started out buying all that Ready to Run equipment, as I got more interested in the hobby as I did, I would begin to get more interested in other facets. When I first started in the hobby, I had no interest in even thinking about hand-laying track or building craftsman-type structures. And yet, now that's what I'm doing because as I have grown in the hobby, my interests have grown as well. I've decided that, you know, hey, anybody can open a box and put a pre-built kit on their layout, but it's a whole other thing to take a kit or even to scratch-build a structure that's a unique, one-of-a-kind structure, or even to take a structure kit that's available that's mass-produced and modify it to make it look like something that fits maybe a particular prototype. I think Ready to Run is a good way to get people hooked on the hobby and get them started where they can have some success. Yeah, they didn't put the effort in, but if they get something that runs well, that keeps their interest, and we who have been in the hobby longer, who share things on the internet and share videos like on YouTube or have blogs about our layouts, I think it's a great way to get those younger people and even older people that are starting later in life to get them hooked, to get them interested then we can start showing them, hey, there's more than just buying this locomotive that's already pre-detailed. You can actually take a less expensive locomotive and detail it yourself to a specific prototype. Some people will be interested in that. A lot of people may not be. But again, that's the thing I love about model railroading. There's so many aspects to this hobby and so many areas that if your interest is just to put up an operating railroad and run it realistically, you're not all that concerned about your kit structures and, and building kits or craftsman kits or the details on your locomotives. Hey, you know, with the ready-to-run equipment out there, you can put something together and do some quality operations with even realistic sound. So I think it's a really cool thing. And I know there's always the risk that the big mass-produced companies that produce the kits may stop doing that. But I've also found that a lot of other small businesses are popping up that are offering different kits. And I know this, if you really want to find kits to build, there's still a ton of those Atherin blue boxes out there, but also there are other people that offer like resin cast kits that you can purchase. So I think it's a great time for the hobby, and I think what we need to do is we need to keep promoting it and to show, especially the younger people, the different aspects of the hobby 
and how they can get satisfaction. And hey, listen, if you show somebody that you know craftsman kits and they're not interested in it, that's okay because maybe there's another part of the hobby that they'll be more interested in. Maybe they're going to be more interested in the operations part of it. Like David Barrow with the Cat Mountain Santa Fe, I know that in the later versions of his layout, he really did minimal scenery on it because the emphasis of his layout was the operations end of it. Again, I think this is a, a hobby with broad shoulders, and I welcome the fact that there's so much quality, ready-to-run equipment out there. Now I just got to get the money to be able to buy it. Time now for layout updates. The Rural Grain Dealer's layout work continues. It's going slow, but I'm slowly making progress. I did take and uh, draw out the uh, track plan lines on the layout base, and I've now taken that and have transferred that over to the sub-road bed base that I'm going to be using, which is going to be half-inch homosote board. If you want to see how I did that, I have a video posted on my blog page at otrr.blogspot.com, and it's a YouTube video on how I transfer the lines from the layout base and using transfer paper, transfer them over to the homosote base, and that video explains how I did that, so make sure to check that out. Plans are to work on the structures for the new layout. I need to continue working on the grain elevator. I need to finish putting the uh, aluminum siding on it, get that structure all weathered and finish scenicing it, as well as finish building the Reagan feed mill kit. Be sure to check out the blog page for those updates, as well as future Terminal Talk episodes. This podcast is hosted for free by podbean.com. I want to share with you a tip on how to organize your time. I've shared this with some other people before. I may have even shared this on a previous podcast, but I remember listening to an old Scotty Mason episode, and Dave Ferry was sharing some information of a person he knows that would take an hour a day to do something different. And I believe that person's retired, so for those of us who are working, it may be more difficult to do that because I don't think our employers would like to hear that, well, I'm only going to spend an hour today on my job and then I'm going to go home and work an hour on my train layout. But one of the things that Dave said this guy did was he would take something each day and work an hour on it. And the reason why I'm sharing that is because after the first year, I started doing that. I haven't been perfect. There are some days when I just cannot spend an hour on one particular thing or another. So whatever project I need to work on here at home or if I have to run to the grocery store or whatever the case may be, I've decided that, well, I'm going to try to spend a little bit of time, just an hour on the computer. But then I'll stop and I'll go work on the layout for an hour. Then I'll stop and go do something, maybe have lunch, read a book, go outside, get some exercise. And I have found that on the days that I do that, and I discipline myself to do that, I get a lot more accomplished. And I know it's not realistic for everybody to be able to do that, but I want to challenge you with something. During your free time, take an hour to do something, especially with model railroading items. You know, I have structure kits that need to be built. I need to lay track. I've got scenery work I need to do. Uh, there's all kinds of things I could be doing. And sometimes I look at that and I think, I don't really know what to do. Write out a list. Say, okay, I'm going to work this hour on a structure kit. After I do whatever other task I need to do, when I come back to the layout room, I'm going to spend an hour on maybe track laying or scenic work or weathering freight cars or working on uh, maintenance on equipment, whatever it may be. I think it's a great way to maximize your time in the hobby. I know that everybody's time is very precious, but doing something 
only for an hour a day and moving on to something else, you'll get more accomplished in the long run. At least, that's been my experience. Time now for Information Station. Internet links for items discussed in the podcast can be found at terminaltalk.podbean.com. Terminal Talk is now archived at Internet Archive, and you can find that at www.archive.org forward slash details forward slash Terminal Talk. Be sure to capitalize the T's on Terminal Talk. So that would be capital T-E-R-M-I-N-A-L, capital T-A-L-K. You can find all past episodes of Terminal Talk at Internet Archive. Shortline Modelers Lounge is Sean Bransitter's website, and right now he has a Critter Build contest going on. And you can find details about that by just simply going to www.shortlinemodelers.com, or you can go to the specific link. It's under the blog listing at the very bottom of the page, and I'll give that address to you. It's www.shortlinemodelers.com forward slash blog forward slash nwsl hyphen sml hyphen critter hyphen build and you'll find out information on the critter build contest that's going on at shortline modelers lounge and the contest deadline for that is may 1st 2012 so be sure to get over there and enter the contest model rail radio with tom barberlay is another model railroad podcast and it can be found at www.modelrailradio.com and right now it's the internet's only live call-in model railroad podcast and i've actually had the honor of appearing on episodes 48 and 49 of model rail radio And I also want to take the time to personally thank Tom and Chris Abbott for their kind words and support of the Terminal Talk podcast, as well as all the other people that participate on Model Rail Radio that are following the Terminal Talk podcast. Be sure to visit Model Rail Radio's homepage for details on how to join in on the podcast. The Observation Car is a new Model Railroad podcast featuring Jimmy Degnan, Doug Fiscali, and Dave Frary. You can find that at www.observationcarpodcast.com. The Scotty Mason Show is going to a weekly format, and it can be found at www.themodelrailroadpodcast.com. Be sure to visit the Terminal Talk homepage for this episode's show links. This concludes this episode of the podcast. Be sure to check back next time when I will be discussing more of what's going on with the Owensville Terminal Model Railroad. Thanks for listening. Royalty-free music for Terminal Talk has been provided by Kevin McLeod at www.incompetech.com.